Good evening, Patriots. And it is Wednesday, May 25th, and always on the East Coast. You seem to beat us to the next day. I wonder how that is. <clears throat> so you're already in Thursday. And if you're in Wales or if you're in Australia, then you're way ahead of us. And I hope you're all doing well. We are talking to everybody around the world now, which is a good thing because countries' borders were always created to divide us. And we have to overcome that and start finding the greater strength we have together. If we look at countries as kind of like prisons, they've intentionally divided us so we won't have our strength and unity. Patriots, before we begin tonight, make sure you're getting a good night's sleep. It's so absolutely essential. And to accomplish that, you need great sleep products. And those come from the best source in sleeping products out there that have amazing sales going on right now, including an amazing deal on my slippers, and they're running out of my slippers right now. $90 off on a sale on a purchase of my slippers with your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. And that's all part of this BOGO buy one, get one free offer that Mike Lindell has initiated, which is really an amazing deal for this weekend, especially there's up to 66% off on all sorts of things going on. And here's a quick message from Mike Lindell. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And that's MyPillow.com forward slash Bards is our landing page. There's some special offers over there right now on our special landing page. And those include the buy one, get one. There's also the sales on the My Slippers and other great savings right now, especially on mattresses and mattress toppers. So check it out. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. And you can also call a Patriot Pillow Counselor and talk to them. They're at 800-975-2939. 800-975-2939. Use your promo code BARDS and you're off to the races. They'll get you hooked up and you will not be sorry. Hey, before we go further tonight, and let me see here. I've got a couple of things. We need to remember that this weekend, there's a couple of events going on. There's the event for um, Helios Farms, and that's up here in Oregon. I'll be speaking there, I guess, on Saturday and Sunday, two different days. And that's um, going to be a good event. It's going to cover a lot of things and help with all sorts of farming. They're going to get a farm tour, kind of see how the farm 
works and get all sorts of ideas for someone who's interested in homesteading. So there's, it's really good. And then we also have, um, and just a sec, I'm getting something downloaded here. I can't believe I'm doing this right in the middle of the show. But there's a reason, and you will understand here in about half a second when I finally get it to where I need it to be. So, okay, that's going on, so bear with me. But um, anyway, we also have another event, which is a Patriot a Bards Run event, and that is going to be up in Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to get to the flyer here. And that is going to be in, in fact, location is, it's on Saturday the 28th, and that's in uh, Ellipse, Ellis, Ellis Spirit Parkway, Pendleton, Kentucky. And I think our mod is going to be there, uh, MA Patriot. Or um, MSN Liars, I'm sorry, MSN Liars, who is totally awesome. He's like one of the best ever. And so he's going to be there as well to join the celebration. So you'll, you can enjoy that immensely. And that's going to be a whole focus on seven, on the seven pillars of county by county. So you got the two events this weekend, one here in Oregon, which is going to be for Helios Farms. And they're doing their thing there, and they're going to be going over farm operations. And then you've got the other event in Kentucky. Now I've got what I wanted as we're talking here. I'm getting that done. So if I'm like, sound like I'm double tasking, I am. And since I'm not a good multitasker, that's probably all sounded weird. But anyway, here we go. And tonight we have another thing. Our mod here, Paperbag Patriot, it's her birthday. So happy birthday. Happy birthday, Patriot, Paperback Patriot. <laughs> a little bit of a different There we go. And I think uh, I was actually trying to get the happy birthday song. That didn't work. Oh, but I think you'll be okay with that paperback. You got a special song there just for you. Happy birthday. We could play something else. Who knows what we'll come up with. You play some metal or something like that. You'd be like, what is that? It's like, eh, we just trying to give you a rock and roll birthday or something like that. Anyway, Armand, happy birthday, Paperback Patriot. She's in Canada. She's been unbelievably supportive of everything we're doing and just one of our great ones out here. Just so grateful we have such great people supporting this channel. So thank you very much. And she's she works hard, too, and she's like the horse whisperer in Canada. We need more horse whisperers. That's kind of cool. Okay, so let's dig into some stuff. We have a neat little announcement here, which I'm sure if you're using DuckDuckGo, stop using it. They've now called it Google Lite. And um, because DuckDuckGo signed a secret deal with Bill Gates to track users online. 
what is wrong with these tech people? I mean, I seriously, I think they're like demon possessed or something. So we need to literally like stop using DuckDuckGo and everybody else that betrays us. I've been using Brave Browser lately with some success. So I just leave it at that. And I don't know that there's a perfect one. There's some other browsers out there. There's a Tor browser. I've been looking for other browsers. Brave seems to be okay for the moment. But I will say the Brave's advertisements on their search engine are creepy, man. They are. They keep coming up with all this satanic-looking crypto stuff. And the other day they were doing this whole push for, I, I told you about it, they were doing this whole push for, I think it wasn't Dornbecker, but it was one of the children's hospitals. And it was all rainbow-coated pizza slices. I was just about wanting to barf. So who knows what that's about. Meantime, Twitter has agreed to pay $150 million to settle allegations that it used private information such as phone numbers to target advertising after informing users that its information would be used for security purposes. <laughs> well, yeah, nothing like betraying its users. That's all good. Don't worry. Promise you. Here's a strange one. And it is a strange one. Jack Dorsey stepped down today, officially. That's not what's strange. This is what's kind of interesting. Q Post 525, related to today's date, 525, says, goodbye at Jack. Just thought I'd mention that. That's kind of an interesting one. More of these strange anomalies we keep encountering. And I'm, I'm not, you know how I am about Q. I, it did a... It's an interesting plot. It's an interesting thing. It's, it's provided a lot of great insight, but just an interesting anomaly right there. But I guess as they would, as the Q people would say, how many times does it have to happen when it's no longer possible to be a coincidence? Okay, cool. Sounds good. Happy for you. Anyway, all right. So onwards. We're uh, we need to have a. I think we're back to that alien invasion thing, which is not going to be an alien invasion at all. It's going to be a rescue mission is what it's going to be. Camp for Kids is coming up, and I'm excited about going over there. That's going to be with that's the camp that Shemaine and Ted Nugent put on every year. And it's I'm anxious to see this because we're talking about doing something like this next year. And who knows what else that will lead. Rock and Uncle Ted, he does amazing things for children. And I think it's so important that we continue to find these programs. They This is a whole day. It's a full day event starting at like early in the morning, 6, all the way up to night. And they do everything from archery to events. And they just teach good stuff and wholesome things for kids. It's all run by veterans and law enforcement guys. And this is in, this is going to be in Nebraska. So I'm going to be giving you some reports from that, which will be good. Mike Rowe, who's our American hero for the working class, just had his film permit revoked because some woke POS up in in the GSA, which is a government services organization or association, said that he couldn't film the boiler mechanics because they didn't like his politics. And so they surmise it's because he irritated Biden last month when he when he said that 
um, inflation was out of control and that he we had nothing to do with Ukraine, which is probably true because I'm telling you that you want to talk about petty people, petty people. All you have to do is look up woke and you're at petty people. That's basically it. They have no idea what our constitution means. They don't care. They have no idea what our declaration is supposed to mean. They don't care. It's all crazy. So Mike Rose still continuing on. I didn't like it. His program is being aired on Fox anyway. It's a new program. It's pretty good. But we're going to be really dealing with some difficult times right now because they're kind of, most of the economy in the United States is built around war. The military-industrial complex is the engine, as Eisenhower warned us, that is the uncontrollable beast, quite frankly. And it is the engine that runs most everything, quietly. Here's something that I always find sickening, and it's like you have companies, and this is where they've mastered this, what they call public-private partnerships. It's all part of the great deception. But they have companies that literally get government contracts, which is taxpayer dollars. That's how they're funded. And then simultaneously are trading their stock on Wall Street so that people can put it in their investment portfolio. I don't know if you see that contradiction there, but that's your taxpayer dollars go into buying for their services to create tools of war that many of which are used on us, like surveillance, palantirs, stuff that's now creating the AI back end to managing all of your food, like these new vertical food things, the spraying of junk in the atmosphere, all these good programs, those healthy ones. Oh, and let, let us not forget the public-private partnership to accelerate the injection and bioweapon. And then let's also not forget the public-private partnership that helped build the bio labs in Ukraine and the big ones that are in Taiwan as well. Oh, so by the way, if you are expecting... And if you have any expectation that there is going to be, that we're going to retain Taiwan, don't. That one's going to fall under Chinese control, I'm almost sure. And, it, and in a certain sense, rightfully so. Because we've got huge bioweapons labs over there as well. This is the dark secret that we're going to have to all swallow. Is that from the best I can tell, the U.S. has been holding the world hostage. And I will say the corporation of the United States has been holding the world hostage to force them to use the U.S. dollar, the Federal Reserve note, by placing bioweapons labs all over the globe and basically threatening countries with, you know, all sorts of things like hemorrhagic fever and monkeypox and whatever else we have. And that's pretty much it. I mean, we're... Uh, I'm going to play a little ditty here right at the But there is also another warning from health officials about a new possible. This is another Tyson James song. It, it just came out. Monkey pox. <laughs> I played just a little pox. bit of it. Monkey who? Here we go again. You ain't gonna lock us in our house again. I know the midterms are coming up and we're bound to win. I know you want to crowd the bins with fake ballots. Y'all are very satanic. We know y'all in panic trying to grab another pandemic. Y'all are done y'all history. God gonna get that victory. We catching on to y'all trickery and we know the truth. It's no mystery. Another vaccine for the cash king. And once again, I'll be passing. It's ouchie. Y'all are crashing. Now it's Fauci with the acting. Watch. We gonna find out they was making this in Wuhan. Everybody sleeping better get up off that futon. 
yeah, it's just another one of his songs. It was pretty good. All Monkey Pox is back on, on the deck, so be ready. All right, so I want to address the topic tonight I just saw come up in chat, and it's something that's been floating around a lot. And I'm going to tell you openly, I disagree with a lot of it. There is a big push right now. Well, there's a couple big pushes. And I'm just going to point out a couple of the psyops going on. One psyop is putting President Trump as Jesus. If you haven't seen that one, that's blown. Yeah, that's all over. A bunch of stuff is saying President Trump is Jesus. And that's who knows who's pushing that one. The, uh, the next one is that there is there's a new video that came out on the January 6th. Um, I've got three things to touch here. So January 6th event, a, a prisoner that supposedly had took a video of himself and was had some sort of mold test done by his attorney. Okay. I don't know. I've stayed away from the January 6th thing. If you've probably heard me mention it like very little at all. And there's a reason. Because a lot of things don't make sense to me on this. And I'm I'm not going to get wading in deep on it. But I am just going to say this about this January 6th thing. Like so many of these events. And I'm not again saying people are not suffering. But I want to know how somebody got a cell phone in there. I don't know if you know much about jail. But cell phones are absolutely forbidden and if they find you with a cell phone it's like you go into the hole all right and how someone gets a cell phone in jail it doesn't it doesn't work so I don't know how that happened but again ask the questions ask the questions like how are these letters getting out they monitor 100% of your stuff in jail 100%. Your letters coming in, get opened. Your letters going out, get opened and read. Nothing happens. All phone conversations are recorded at 100%. The only time that you get, you're supposed to get attorney-client privilege is if your attorney and you meet, but they can still record it. And if you have a cell phone, like I said, it can be, it is a big, big violation. So, I would, um, just tell you that when you're reading, hearing these things and support the prisoners, and this is why I've stayed away from it. There's a lot about this that smells bad, <laughs> and it doesn't make sense. And unless someone can map it out to me to prove to me, I'm. it's like one of these times that I'm staying away from this one, and I'm not wading into that at all. All right, the other one, and this is the one I saw come up in chat, and this is the one I'm going to mention. There's a whole other narrative being pushed pretty hard right now that China's going to invade the United States. And I'm just going to ask people to use some logical thinking here. To accomplish that mission that is now apparently in the open, because apparently this is what came out of the leaked audio, and I'm rolling my eyes how many people are running with this and convinced that this is going to be the end of the United States Look, if the Chinese start walking down the street, whatever, it's game on. I don't, that's just the way it is. But let me just be clear about something. In order to believe that narrative, you're going to have to believe that 100% of our government is bad. 
You have to believe that 100% of our military is bad. And you have to believe that all the Americans that are here on the West Coast are going to roll over like dead cockroaches and play dead. Okay? And the problem I'm having with this, and and by the way, I mean, I love Mike Adams. I do like him as an individual. I don't agree with this thesis. So I'm just being clear because I'm not trying to indirectly hit anybody. I just don't agree with the thesis. And I, I think that it's an alarmist thesis that is unnecessary right now. And I, I don't agree with the premise of where it's coming from. And, I'm, and I just, I've heard it. I've gone through it. I think it, it makes, to some people, it makes logical sense because we're not hearing anything from our military. The fact of the matter is that the idea that we're depleting everything in Ukraine that we don't have weapons stockpiles stood up, that we can't replenish our parts, that the military is being depleted. That's kind of the scenario. If there's going to be no way to defend ourselves, that China has the, mil- this, the missile superiority. Um, I, I'm not a believer in these theses, in this thesis. I'm going to tell you that when you start hearing things in the news about For example, the Air Force just tested its first hypersonic missile. All that's telling you is for the first time, they're letting you know that they have a hypersonic missile. When you hear that the Russians are 30 years ahead of us in missile technology, um, that's a really good psyop going on right there. Some of the most closely held secrets in the United States have to do with missile technology. And they don't let this stuff out. So I'm saying all this because, listen, it's really, really easy to to paint these panic things going on. And there is a crisis going on. But let's kind of look at the cards here real quick. China's got Taiwan off the border, which our corporate government, not the people, our corporate government, has been funding bioweapons labs in Taiwan. If China takes out Taiwan, it's kind of like Russia taking out Ukraine. They both have have a agreement with those two territories that really we don't have business in, and it's not really our war. Not that I want to see it happen, but I don't want to see bioweapons labs either because that affects everybody. The other part of this whole scenario is You'll hear this come up, that China has 150% of its food's needs stockpiled. It sure does, and there's a reason. And it has nothing to do with taking over the world. It has everything to do with the fact that their crop production is down almost 70%. And if they don't shore up on food, they're going to have a revolution because China, historically, when it, people start to starve, they tend to get a little pissed off and like overthrow governments. That's historically shown. So I'm not buying this whole scenario. Okay, And I'm not going to tell you it's not going to happen. You're hearing things like there's EMP is going to come in. It's going to wipe out our grid. We're going to be in the dark. They're going to send an invasion force. They're going to come in in cargo container ships. They're going to unload. They're going to flood the states. Okay, maybe. And if it happens, then Patriots lock and load and have fun. But 
any that logistic supply chain that you're talking about there is unbelievable. And that's what I'm getting at is ultimately there's this idea that there's enough Chinese embedded here that things are going to work. And that's just not going to happen like that. I'm not going to tell you we're not going to go through a rough time. I'm not going to tell you there may not be an attempt. But I don't think that running with that scenario, like it's imminent going to happen, is that real. The the other problem we have to look at is there is a war going on within the CCP right now that we know about. And they're cleaning out. There, there's a war between the the, old, the triads, the, fam, or the families. The Han dynasty is the one that's currently in charge, and they are straight-up fascist and racist, and they hate the World Economic Forum, and they don't want to play with the World Economic Forum, and the World Economic Forum are a bunch of Nazis. So you're starting to see this. And the scenario that you're hearing play out is actually already on TV. If you want to go watch Man in the High Castle, then go watch that, and you're going to get to see the whole scenario that's being talked about, about the invasion of China on the United States. So... If we get to the point where China can literally waltz its butt right in here to the United States and it's that easy, it means almost anybody can do it anyway. It means our military is that corrupted and that defunct. I need you to go back to this video that was released about Ghost Battalion. The world is a stage. We are, you are witnessing some of the highest levels of PSYOP ever deployed on a public the military has been almost silent other than mouthpiece Millie and even Austin is quiet these days. And Millie's out jazzing up the West Pointers, which are all going to end up being in the, in the uh, leadership roles and primed for World Economic Forum brainwashing later on. But he's telling them to get ready for war with Russia, which the press is highlighting, which everybody should pay attention to. Why is the press highlighting Millie when they haven't cared about him otherwise? Because he's speaking the message they want. All of this is designed to give us fear. Every bit of it. And as I think you kind of tell, I'm just not buying it. In fact, you know, so much is going on right now. I read something today which is bizarre. Underneath Missouri... There's a cavern system down there that's storing something like 1 billion pounds of cheese. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of cheese, man. But that's been there for a while. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in this whole thing that we don't have full. We don't have a full visibility on. And this goes back to always our faith. If you're diligently preparing yourself in your home and every American is taking that responsibility, we become an indomitable an impossible force to take over is the easiest way to say that. So just give that some thought as you go through. And if, if you want to buy into the China's coming and narrative and if, if come back later to me and say, see, you were wrong, you're like, all right, but I'm not going to waste my time worrying about it. That's my point. I've got other things to worry about, like making sure the house is as prepped as it can be the garden is at full capacity. Ammos are stocked up. Gold and silver is taken care of. All bills are paid off. Make sure there's nothing residual. Making sure as much money out of the bank is out. Making sure the vehicles are all up to speed, that I've got extra parts for them. I've got all the tools I need to repair them if need be. Maybe even extra set of tires for them. 
extra shocks, extra generator, starter, belts, those sorts of things that can go out pretty easily, spark plugs if you need them. Those are important things. If you've got animals, making sure your animals are good, making sure you've got feed for them. Those are the things that are important. Because every army has to run on its stomach at one point in time. And we are quite literally the army. So just don't get worked up over it is my point. Just be steady. There's a lot of this stuff that I don't like because it distracts people from the core issue. We should be zeroing down. I'm going to read something here. I, I like this a lot, in fact. And it's, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. So hang on just a second. And um, I'm going to read Romans 8. 18 to 33. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willing, willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. And not only this, but also we ourselves having the first fruits of the spirit, even ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he already sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance we wait eagerly for it. This is a very timely passage to me. And it really puts things in context of where we really are. And there's so many distractions, and that's why I bring up so many of these things, because there's so many distractions that take people away. And we are literally needing to reposition ourselves to what our purpose is here. If we listen to a lot of the mainstream teachings in faith it's basically love everybody object to nothing and wait just wait out your time go to church every sunday that's the most important thing go to church every sunday make sure you bring some money for the offering plate and away we go and then everything is good no matter what don't don't challenge anything Accept everything, love thy neighbor and love thy enemies, get everybody hugs. When the army comes marching in, roll over, act like a dead cockroach, and just wait for that time. That is not the teachings of Christ. That's a perversion to pacify people through religion. And it's infuriating to me. Matter of fact, for me, when I encounter this, it's straight up blasphemy. 
because that's not who Christ was and it's not how God was has said we should be. But we've got this ridiculous dorkiness in our heads that somehow that's what it's supposed to be. Instead, we are dealing now with literally right out of this passage. It's the suffering the pains of childbirth together. We are suffering the this time together as we grow into Father and we grow into Jesus. And that is a trial. And we've been told it's going to be a trial. We've been told that as we walk this, we're not going to be liked. We're going to be persecuted. Christ was stalwart. And the other thing about it, too, that was so powerful is, you know, we talk about the rebuking, but many times Christ's rebuking was silence. And that in itself is a powerful tool. What an amazing warrior he was. So I'm going to continue Romans, starting at Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And isn't that true? My goodness. And he, he who searches the hearts knows what minds of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. If we're listening to God, how many times do you, like all of a sudden you get a thought in your head or you hear a voice or an idea pops in? And I'm just going to ask a question to ponder because how many times when that happens and it's something that you are literally seeking, how many times do you thank God for giving you that thought? Because to me, that's God speaking. Like we'll have it. We're walking along. We're working on something and right before us, is that is everything we need you know i and i find i write my stories in life there's always challenges because life itself is said to be a challenge if it wasn't a challenge why would we be here we're intended to go through a challenge in our life to grow to develop to be stronger to be richer in the wisdom that we gain in the in the flesh it's a miraculous experience and yet it's just amazing to me how many people just hate it or just it drags on. It's just like, oh, I just can't wait till we can get back to where I can just go to the bar, hang out with my friends at a restaurant, go shopping at the mall. Last time I checked, that was not in the Ten Commandments, and it sure as heck wasn't in the Old Testament, and it's not in the New anywhere I can find it. And I don't even think it's in any of the excluded books that the Roman Catholic Church took out. But it has become part of our own religion here. And in so doing, we have lost our priorities in our way. Everything that we are is because God is working through us, not because we're out here deciding. And this is the inversion that they've done a masterful job at. We live in an inverted world. I'm going to get back to what I'm going to say. Just bear with me. We live in an inverted world. The world that we live in is centered on me because Lucifer wants people to believe in me because each one he has promised to be a God. And yet everything that we are is part of the body of Christ the physical form of God Almighty, the Son of God. We aren't anything without him. 
But the difference where Lucifer comes in and plays his game is we are given free will. And so we're paired off to think that we are doing the right thing by accepting God in our life. And it's such a crazy thought. It's like, wait a minute. When we finally arrive at the realization and we say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm accepting God in my life. God was here before me. How am I accepting God in my life? I'm part of God. The choice was long ago was a question of did we accept that or did we wander away, which is what we did, and then we're trying to get back home, which is basically being expelled from the garden and trying to get back. But God's been part of us the whole time. So I'm going to continue. Romans 8, starting at 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God. To those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he predestined, he also called and these whom he called he also justified and those and these whom he justified he also glorified what then shall we say to those to these things if god is for us who is against us he who did not spare his son but delivered him over for us how will he not also with him freely give us all things who will bring a charge against God's elect. God is the one who justifies. We are part of him. So in this crazy world that we live in, and we wander about, and we it's all this news and this unnecessary fear porn, And the problem with many of these stories right now that are going on is we can plug them in biblically. Because I'm not sure that if we really look at most stories, most stories in the world water down to stories that we can reference to biblical situations. It's really quite amazing. So if we start thinking about an invasion of, from China. We're immediately thinking about a world that has been forsaken. We've given up on God. God's now punishing us. We're going to have to suffer the plight of what the Israelites suffered. They were they were ransacked. Their wall was broken down. We have people rushing in. They were in, they were enslaved. I mean, and I'm not sure that life is that simple. We've, we as a nation have sinned, but so is the whole world. Let's be clear. It's not just us. We're the center of some dark evil. Don't get me wrong. But let's not paint the gloriful picture of Russia or China as if they're going to be the great saviors to save the world. They're against us. There's no question. And we're standing up against them. But China's still chopping away, taking out organs out of the Christians and the Uyghurs. And their public's pretty much silent about it. It's kind of like our public's pretty much silent about the groomers that are grooming kids and raping kids and then sending them home to mom and dad. And mom and dad wonder why that they're wearing skirts when they get to be 16 years old. But don't worry about it. It's just public school. 
The world is smothered by stupidity and arrogance and ignorance. And there's a lot of it. And the whole world right now is at a point of being judged. Nations shall be judged. And it is critical that we in our heart understand where so much of this corruption comes from. Acts 8, 18. We'll go to 18 to, to 23. Listen to this. Now when Simon saw that the Spirit had, was bestowed through the laying of the, on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give this authority to me as well, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have no part or portion of this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Therefore, repent of this wickedness of yours and pray to the Lord, if possible, the intention of your heart may be forgiven. For I see that you are in a gall of bitterness and in the bondage of iniquity. How many of us are guilty of that? Because at one point or another, we have put the priority of money over God. And this is one of, and this is not localized to this country. This isn't localized to this nation. This is global. Even just going to church and every weekend, I throw it in the offering plate like you're supposed to pay for the service. I beat on this a lot because we have, the pulpit should have been our strength in this battle. And we have good pastors, but they're far and few between by the comparison of the churches. And it's more appropriate for the churches to try to say things lightly and to be cautious, cautious about what they say because they're afraid of losing followers and therefore afraid of losing revenue. That is not God's way. We need Christ, Christian Christ warriors right now. We need God's warriors right now. And all of this other stuff is irrelevant. And I'm going to tell you, God's not telling you to roll over. And if there's an invasion by the Chinese, he's not telling you to roll over and be a dead cockroach and be run over by their tracks or stomped on by Chinese boots. But he is telling you to put him first. Because as we see through some of our great heroes of Scripture, Joshua, Gideon, David. These are great warriors. And the thing that they all have in common, they let God lead the fight. David overmatched. And God led him to the courage to with three stones to level that giant with one. That was pretty awesome. I think I always love this part of the story. I'm sorry. It's so dark. And yet I so love the fact that after he he told him he was going to cut off his head, and the giant falls dead, and he still cuts off his head. I think that's just like, you finish the task completely. It's good. I'm sorry. It's a good story, man. One of my favorites. And then you have Gideon, and he completely trusts God in the selection of his army. And in that selection of his army, 
He waters the thousands down to 300. And God shows us again that I don't need many. I need pure in heart. So that's the question every one of us should be asking. Do we have a pure enough heart to serve the Lord as he'd want us to? Because he didn't ask for people to come to battle with skills of a perfection of a, of a swordsman or a marksman. But what he asked was the purity of the heart. Because with that, he was able to conquer the armies. And then there's Joshua. Is given what to me from a commander of an army is given one of the impossible tasks. And I've told you this story before in a joking way, but it's a very real issue. If you've been around soldiers and warriors, you understand what I'm saying very deeply. I just you can't imagine literally a commander standing up in front of the army. I mean, they have some serious confidence in Joshua when he literally tells them, We're going to go siege Jericho. And oh, by the way, as you can just see them rattling their sabers on their on their shields. And he's like, oh, and by the way, we're going to walk that city seven times, and on the seventh day, seven times, we're going to do seven times on the seventh day, and we're going to sing him as the priests walk before us with the ark. I mean, that's like a real moment of test for confidence in your commander, and God has given him that blessing, and they have heard. And then he goes on to remind them, it's like when you cross the river, pick up a stone. And that's your memory stone to carry across. Your memorial stone, which I'm calling a memory stone, same issue. Carry it across the river. Why? Because he wants them each to have a memory of that moment in the battle so that they can connect with it, have a deeper connection with God and understand the power of what God gave him. All of this has been centered, all these incredible battles are centered in a trust in the Lord. And we're in one of the greatest and most epic battles of human history. And we get sidetracked by people saying that, well, the Chinese are going to be loading up some container ships and shipping over a bunch of people who are going to be landing on the shores, and we're done. The United States is done. We're over. It's all over, folks. Head for the hills. I literally read a post yesterday of a good account, too. And it's like, Patriots, Hungary just announced it is getting ready for war. This is it. This is it. And this is literally the post. This is it. Get your go bag. Get ready to go. It's going to happen tonight. That was yesterday. We're still here. And to what? Run away? Where in anywhere of God's stories does it say run away? We see bold courage in face of impossible odds. So, Okay, China, bring it. Land on our shores because there's a remnant here that has God on our side. God does not need a 1.4 million person standing army. He needs 300. And if you're so-called, stand with the Lord and let him lead that fight because glorious things will happen. My point of all of this, fear not. Reject all of this garbage. Instead, invest the time in the Lord. Invest the time in the relationship of the Holy Spirit and get it anchored with you so powerfully that when you walk, you breathe, you are constantly unified. You're so energized and so empowered that nothing that stands before you, you fear. Your armor is absolutely perfect. 
strapped on with the perfection that only God could give you. And you fear not. I had a teacher, profound teacher, Mr. Friedman. He was my ninth grade civics teacher, something we don't even teach in school anymore. And one of the reasons he was, not only was he a passionate man, not only was he a a solid Christian, but he had had an experience that always stuck with me that changed his life, and it was in World War II. He was a World War II vet. And it's once again a reminder. They had to move through a valley that was had German machine gunners up on the ridges. And he lost a lot of his buddies going through there. And he ran through that valley as the machine guns were opening up on the American troops. And he got through alive. And when he looked down, his holes, his clothes were riddled with holes. Not one bullet touched him. I've told you the story of Ben Emery, a good friend of mine in, from Canadian PPCLI. He's now a pastor up in Ontario. He jumped a fence into the middle of gunfire and joined his buddies down below as I went high to join the other guys. But Ben ran in the middle of gunfire, and they were literally hiding behind blades of grass. And Ben told me, he says, that's when he realized the Lord had him, and there was no possible way he was going to die that day. There is nothing here for us to fear. If we're left with stones and we're fighting against high-tech robots, if we're with God, it was still he's going to lead us in a way to have victory. But we're not going to be left with stones, and we're not going to be left alone. Because, number one, we're not alone. Christ walks with us. And all we've been asked to do is to stand fearlessly. And all I know is I'll stand fearlessly. I'm not going to be a pathetic soybean-eating cockroach. I'm going to be a warrior when I stand, and I'll give it everything as the Lord leads. And here's the other thing. And this is going to sound so Viking, and yet it is also so Christian. There is no more glorious way to die but in the battle for the Lord. And if it is that is the calling for each one of us, then embrace it because you're under the banner of Christ and you can have no greater victory than to fight for Jesus, fighting a, in what seems like an impossible enemy and knowing that no matter what you do, you shall succeed, you shall overcome because Christ has guaranteed through his sacrifice and the embracement of all that he is in our life, we shall have life everlasting. Now, I don't see any downside. And all this other noise and garbage, and and that's why really I laugh at it. And I don't laugh at it in a mocking way. It's just like, get some Jesus in your life because it doesn't matter. You can't control what's going to happen. You can't control whether some retard pushes the button to fire a nuke. You can't control whether some but he else fires an EMP. You can't control whether you've got an invading army coming in in big cargo ships. But you can control one thing, your fearlessness in the Lord. And when you have that, you become the most ruthless, the most feared soldier on the face of the earth. Multiply that by a million and the world shakes. But God only needs 300. Let's pray.
Father, and we thank you on this day. We thank you for the coming together of these great warriors that we have that seek you first above all things. And Lord, we just pray for more of this, less fear, less anxiety, less worries about things, just giving ourselves to you and trusting in you to lead us as we will need to be led in this battle. For you are not only God, you are a commander in this battle. Lead us, God. And Jesus, we are under your banner, fearlessly walking here. And for those that have a quake in their heart, just we pray that you'll just touch them, remind them of just how mighty of a warrior you were and are. Let us cast away the meekness of this taught within Scripture and the patheticness that happens in pews. Let us stand in the boldness of what you were as a warrior and let us truly live into that. Guide us in this time. Protect us. Lead us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. That's it, patriots. Live into the warrior. Live into the warrior of Christ. Leave all this other stuff behind. Every night I'm going to go over news because it's current events. And every night it's important to look at current events. Sometimes we'll laugh. Sometimes we'll talk serious. Sometimes, who knows, maybe we'll cry. And I've done that too. And you've heard me. Because a great warrior can do all of those things, and each one of us has to have the capacity to sit with another and shed tears, have the compassion in our heart, and yet have the courageousness to stand against Goliath. And that's what we learn. So with all of that, at the center of everything is that intimate, powerful, loving, and formidable relationship with Christ that allows you to stand there knowing that nothing, nothing can affect you. No weapon forced against you can succeed, period. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. We need prayers for strength in warriors right now. God is with us. He will never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. This is war. Walk fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow afternoon for bended knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too All the nights been pushing through Fight for all we had to lose Reaching out for something To pull us up to the level ground Oh, I can see it now I can see it now
Something to find. 